0: To welcome everybody to another edition of To the Turnbuckle presented by Bruger Nation Productions.
1: Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, maybe like the Bruce Cruz podcast, then I have to tell you all about anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast and the best part it's free. That's right. Free anchor sports, a plethora of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer anchor distributes your podcast for you. So your voice and experience can be heard on Spotify, Apple podcast, and many more. One of the coolest parts, you have the option to make money from your podcast with no, No minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm to get started on your podcast today.
0: Right here, right here on Heel Turn Wrestling. That is my dog's nails. That I am Logan Morris. That's Jason McCarthy. That's Travis Knapper. Snapper, how are you, buddy?
2: Very glad and thankful as I peek every microphone bar on here uh very good and grateful that i have a microphone that can mute so i don't have to worry about those kinds of problems
0: (laughs) well i have a microphone as well that can mute it just happened to be that she got down during uh that that opening spiel where it's hard to be like well
1: i'm logan morris (laughs) oh look how fancy we are we have buttons to mute things (laughs) i have to turn down the knob on the mixer see watch
2: yeah, but I, I usually have you muted anyway, so it, it doesn't really matter.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. Every time I cut an awesome promo, <laughs> half of it's gone. <laughs> you jerk.
0: But yes, we are to the turnbuckle. We are presented uh, by Bruising Nation Productions. We are proudly right here on Heel Turn Wrestling on Facebook. And uh, look, it's, it's, uh, it's, we got to have a difficult conversation. And we might as well get right on into it. We've all seen it. Dark side of the ring, the chaos, the fallout. Let me read off the, uh, just that we have everything correct. Number one, let's talk dark side of the ring. Ric Flair was accused of sexual assault. He denies the allegations. He released statements on Monday night back in 2002. A settlement was reached, Um uh, Obviously, Tommy Dreamer got in hot water over his comments regarding the allegation. he was pretty dismissive of it um, so boys, and I will start with you on this one, Mr. Napper. What are your thoughts on right now the allegation Ric Flair's statements you know where do you stand
2: uh. Oof. Still a little loud, so one second as I lower that a little bit more so that I'm not completely blowing everybody's eardrums out. As we probably get ready to either scream, cry, or both, Pro- I'm gonna say it's probably gonna be could both. Be. Uh, my initial thoughts this is bad. Um, there's I Not that I even want to sugarcoat it, but there is no way to sugarcoat it. This is bad. This is going to be bad. And you always kind of figured it was going to be if the full story of this particular incident got out, but I think the other thing that's been so insane for me after watching that a few times is I always knew it was the plane ride from hell. It was called that for a reason, but... Like We, I think as wrestling fans, unless you really got deep into it, never actually completely knew what happened. You just knew it was a bad plane ride, but the depths that it went to on that plane ride, nobody had any real idea of how bad it was. And now that we've all been granted permission into the world of what the hell happened on that plane ride from hell... Uh, I feel like I I legitimately felt like I had to take a shower afterwards because it's been that insane of a ride. I'm not looking forward to this. Uh, I'm not, and I I don't think anybody is, but I think we would also be doing a disservice to anybody that watches this show, that follows professional wrestling, that enjoys what we do as coaches people that run this podcast if we did not talk about this as fans as lovers of the industry in general this is going to be interesting so it's bad but we got to talk about it i'm looking forward to that at least because i think do think it's going to be a very insightful conversation so if there's anything to look forward to i am exactly looking forward to that
0: All right. Yes, we will talk about it. Uh, we, I agree we would be doing a disservice if we didn't get in depth and in length. But I want I want initial thoughts. I got it from you and I want initial thoughts from McCarthy on the allegation, on flair statements, on uh, you know, wherever you want to take it. Obviously, I have more questions lined up. It's going to be a very in-depth conversation, but give me some initial thoughts.
1: So I mean, I'll be honest. When I was watching it, my initial thought was, "Thank God Chris Jericho wasn't on this flight." Like, because, like you, I idolize my wrestling heroes. So, and and I have no issues with Ric Flair. So I can only know how I can barely even imagine how you know fans of Ric Flair, a la Logan, um, are feeling right now because it's not easy to hear. Were we surprised that Ric Flair would do some of the things? No, I mean, so the robe thing, for example, that didn't surprise me at all. As far as the, the allegations that are a hundred times worse, I want to take everybody's comments with a grain of salt. Like the, the emotion in her face in that episode tells a story. I don't think after this long, after winning a settlement, that she would lie. But I also don't want to call Ric Flair a liar either for this simple reason. Um, They cleared three liquor carts before they took off. If it happened, it's terrible. If it didn't happen, it's also terrible because we're running somebody through the mud. But do I believe that Ric Flair is lying to us through his statement? No. No what i believe is it's quite possible that it happened and it's also quite possible that he doesn't remember it i've had nights of drinking that wasn't even close to seven carts of liquor that i don't remember so i just want to get that out there i'm not she has every right to tell the story i trust that it's correct i mean dark side of the ring has never led us wrong with these stories before but I also am not going to stand, sit here, and call Ric Flair a liar because he very well may not remember everything that happened on that is- insane flight. And I don't think that, yes, yes sexual, sexual misconduct mis- and you know, opening your robe and doing a helicopter, all that stuff is terrible. But we cannot let that overshadow everything else that happened. I mean, let's be honest. Kurt Henning and Brock Lesnar almost killed everyone on that plane, so we can't forget about that either. The the main focus of this conversation, of course, is going to be the allegations, but we can't let those allegations overshadow everything else that happened on that flight.
0: You're not wrong. Look, uh, it truly was the plane ride from hell, and I think before we really start to get in-depth here, I want to unequivocally say this. We are not women. Uh, not that men can't be sexually assaulted. They certainly can. But I'm saying it was a woman that did, has told this story. And so I understand that they may be a little bit more more uh, sensitive to the topic. This is going to be a, a graphic conversation. If you're uncomfortable with that, don't be afraid to tune out and turn back in later. Um, we will talk everything with Raw, SmackDown, Extreme Rules Predictions, all that. But we owe it to... All of us and all of you, who, whether it's one person or 1,000 that listen to this podcast to have this conversation. And so we're going to have it, and it's going to be difficult, and, 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 and that's, that's just the reality of it. So if you're a little squeamish to that, for whatever reason, we do apologize. Don't be afraid to tune out, but we have to have this conversation, so let's have it. Um, I've since the day I started this show, uh, it's it's been obvious uh, to anyone that watches, there's three guys that I'll go to, you know, there's a, there's more than three, but the big three that I'll go to bat for every single time uh, that's almost gimmick at this point, and sometimes is, is The Undertaker, Hulk, Hogan, and Rick Flair in no particular order. Everyone knows that if you've watched this show at all. If you've watched this show at all, you know those three mean the world to me. And uh, it's it's been difficult to see these allegations and process this because he is Ric Flair and he has done so much for me. Not that we know each other personally, but, but uh, I think we all know what it's like to get caught up in hero worship and idolize somebody. And you feel like they do things for you because their brand of entertainment gets you through the regular days. Uh, I think McCarthy feels that way with Chris Jericho and and Napper. I know you feel that way with Taker and John Cena. And Ric Flair is certainly one of those guys for me. However, I want to unequivocally state, if it happened, that's absolutely disgusting, sickening, inexcusable. And it should forever be a black mark on his legacy. I want to make that unequivocally clear. If it happened, he deserves to pay a price for it. And we'll go into to what the price may be, and and all, all those things. But I want to unequivocally state, as much as, yes, we have fun with Ric Flair on this show, I play up the Ric Flair gimmick on this show. Sexual misconduct, especially assault of any kind, is not okay. doesn't matter who it is, 16 world titles or none, it does not matter. I want to make that very clear. Now, he did admit the helicopter thing, Happens, which we all knew, uh, because here's where I, I get a little befuddled by it all. Um, the allegation deserves the utmost attention, but this idea that somehow it's news that he struts around on a plane naked in just his robe—that's not news. That's a case of people getting, you know, caught up in the news cycle. In thirty for thirty, they made fun of that. He, they, they showed little graphics of him being on a plane and just wooing and, and doing the whole nine. WWE story time, same thing. Uh, he's told the story several times that he would do those things. They made jokes about, uh, Triple H made a joke about Ric Flair and his Hall of Fame weekend. The first one saying, this is the most I've seen Flair with his pants on. Uh, it's uh, Batista made the joke at the ele- Evolution reunion, SmackDown 1000. Now, can you make an argument that even flashing yourself is a level of misconduct? Absolutely. But um, I think it was a case as far as the whole flashing thing goes. It's a bit that, for whatever reason, got really over with the boys in the 80s and 90s, uh, especially in you know, the 80s where he was top dog. And then by 2002, because Ric Flair's never been a well-adjusted individual in his life, and so he'll do anything he can for attention and he craves it and he craves the adoration. Uh, I'll come to you McCarthy. Do you agree that it, that the, the helicopter thing, not the, not the forcing himself thing. Don't you think that was probably a bit that started out in the eighties and it was cooled to the guys. And unfortunately, flair never adjusted to it. it was 2002 or now it's 2021 and that's not okay or cool anymore.
1: I mean yeah for sure I mean it wasn't really okay or cool back then either but, but it's we're in a totally different world now where people aren't going to stand for that type of behavior but but that's why when that episode started and they started talking about it yeah we already knew but I wasn't surprised that he opened his robe to people because it, it's Ric Flair, we've heard the stories. The the biggest issue is the, you know, trapping the the flight attendant in the galley or whatever they call it. Because I've never been a flight attendant or a pilot, so I don't really know what they call it. I I, I think that's the biggest issue. Because you're right, even. Showing your privates to someone that has no interest in seeing them is a form of sexual misconduct, but let's all be honest. If we're going to chastise Ric Flair for that, then the, the, the federal government needs to step it up on the men sharing their genitalia through social media unrequested to women as well. Like, that should not be a thing either. So, if you're sitting here and you're chastising Ric Flair while, for that part of these transgressions, you better think long and hard. Have you ever sent an unrequested picture of yourself to a woman? So don't judge Ric Flair for it. You can judge Ric Flair for the, the, the galley incident. But if you have sent your, a picture of yourself... To someone that didn't want it Then you better not be judging Ric Flair for doing that It doesn't make it right I'm not Going oh yeah ha that's the best Ever it's not what I'm saying What I'm saying is this is has been A pattern of behavior Of not just Ric Flair In this country for a while And maybe This can open up some eyes And realize that it's not Cool because there's a lot of bad stuff on that internet For no reason
0: now, I, I do want to stress, and, and Napra, I'll come to you in just a moment. I do want to stress that Ric Flair firmly denies these allegations. He firmly denies it. And a lot of people are, are getting kind of caught up, especially in RVD's testimony on Dark Side of the Ring. Well, this just broke because Rob found time to, uh, I assume, uh, <laughs> I assume to uh, kind of come down, if you will, and watch the episode. He responded to a tweet. The tweet was this. Can you confirm to us, to the best of your recollection, Rob, did you see Ric Flair specifically grab her hand and place it on his genitals? This is what the majority of people believe you have said, looking for a one-time tweet out there for clarification for everyone. Rob's response was this. I can confirm I didn't see that, and I didn't say that. Creative editing will have people hearing it in different ways. For what that's worth, uh, Rob Van Dam's, wouldn't you agree, Napper, that Rob Van Dam's testimony has, has been a lot of what's put it, put in the charge yeah, to absolutely. this? Uh, so, so what do you make of that? What do you make of that statement?
2: It's, it's interesting that he, he's not wrong on one, on one count because, You know, as all three of us are very well aware, we are very well versed in editing and, you know, video editing and such and such that, Mm -hmm. you know, you can take clips, different clips of somebody saying something and flip it around and do enough magic with it, movie magic, so to speak, to make it look like a original full on clip. That's not unheard of. It has happened quite often before, and especially even in interviews' sake. It's not an uncommon thing to happen. Um, It is a little interesting that he does blatantly say that he can confirm he never said that. I'm inclined to believe him, but at the same time, I'm wondering why, if he didn't say it, he said something similar to it for them to be able to clip all of that together. And so it still kind of becomes that where's the line, What's the truth, his side, her side, and what's the truth. So I don't know. I still believe he said it. I don't know why he's backtracking on it now. But if he didn't say it, and they did edit it to the point where it made it look like they said that he said it. Then I'm heavily disappointed in Dark Side of the Ring because they have an, a platform that they are abusing for something that could do some
0: real good. Well, it's you know we like I said we've all edited we we and we're not only. I'm not that great at it, but but I know you guys are, and you can make people sound like they said something they really didn't say. I don't know if that's what took place here, McCarthy. Let's get your thoughts. What do you think of Rob Van Dam's statements in Dark Side of the Ring versus what he just tweeted out less than an hour ago?
1: So I think the the creative editing may be a part of the issue here because I've been one to trust the word of Rob Van Dam. He's never been yeah, he might do some 420 like all the time, but he's not a huge partier. I think what happened in the editing is that they're telling the story and they cut to Rob Van Dam telling about practices that were okay when he broke in. And I think that's where everything's getting misconstrued. You know, he's telling about, you know, people are basically get roofing local girls and then they throw back to the the flight attendant and it kind of mixes everything together where you're not quite sure if Rob Van Dam was like yeah Ric Flair did all of those things or if he was like this was common practice and this used to happen blah 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 and the editing was put together in a way to make it seem like Rob Van Dam said those things and I'm, I'm a little disappointed in Dark Side of the Ring too if that's the case they could have done a little bit better splitting those segments to not take Rob Van Dam's comments out of context because he's, be he's the only one that doesn't look terrible that they talked about on this flight. He's the only one. Everybody else, dear Lord, dear Lord. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Maybe they should have just let Rob Van Dam provide the party supplies. Maybe Brock Lesnar and Kurt Hennig went to try to kill each other and everybody else on that plane.
0: Uh, may, maybe, maybe, maybe. All right, so, um, you know, Ric Flair released his statements and d- denied those allegations, uh, took a lot of shots at the ESPN 30 for 30 director. You know, we talked about before coming on the air, uh, Ric Flair, and uh, maybe he doesn't recollect. And it's very possibly doesn't if you've been drinking that much. But the one thing I will say, and we've all been around our fair share of, of alcoholics and drunks, and Ric Flair is certainly teeters towards that direction. Uh, even when you're intoxicated and it can affect your behavior, when you have such a high tolerance, as I'm sure he does, and certainly did by that point. Uh, it you can still remember a lot of what you did that night before, even when you are, are far gone. So it is, it's a tough, complicated issue. And again, I, I want to stress that if this happened, it's disgusting, it's wrong, and Ric Flair should pay the price for that, and he certainly will in the court of public opinion. So let's talk about it. Uh, if this happened, if this happened, again, an allegation, going to start with you, Napper. Uh, Does this mark the end of the professional uh, wrestling career as an active person uh, of Ric Flair? You know, what is his future? Does AEW still ever take a look at him? Does he get a job anywhere? Or is Ric Flair relegated to staying at home for the rest of his days? if, If this took place.
2: If it took place, uh, I do think his days in AEW, before they even begin, are numbered and or non-existent. As far as being relegated to his home, only strictly because, and McCarthy has said it a couple times, we're not surprised necessarily by the actions of Ric Flair. Um... Doesn't make it right, but we're not necessarily surprised. Mm-hmm. So I have a hard time believing that the entire wrestling world is going to basically shun him at this stage in his life to the point where he's not given the time of day by anybody, um, especially like in NWA. I, I could see them still maybe maybe entertaining keeping him around and you know giving him an appearance here or there will he be as prevalent in appearances as he probably wanted to be before this all happened probably not but you know it's kind of a crappy comparison but if you look at the NFL look at some of the players and some of the things that have been either reported or have actually happened among some of the biggest stars in the NFL. Ray Lewis still got a second shot, became a Super Bowl champion, and is now still on television. There's a couple other different examples, but that's a, that's the most closest one I can give you right now. Uh, but I mean, you look at a majority of the NFL, and they've all been given second chances for the most part for the whatever act it was that they committed. Now, some of them, you know have been a little bit more egregious, and maybe not, have gotten the second chances that some of the others have gotten, but there have been plenty of examples where they have gotten those second chances, and so I'm willing to bet that there is going to be somebody that is willing to take a chance on Ric Flair, even with this potentially being true, um, but, you know, It's very possible that everybody could just end up up shunning him. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened, but I I just think it's highly unlikely that it does.
0: Well, let's look at it this way, and McCarthy, I'll come to you. Because the reality is, if it just stays like it is, for better or worse, we're not ever going to know the entire facts. We don't know. We weren't there. That's going to be between him and and Miss Heidi Doyle. Uh, and, I, and she didn't seem out for blood when she gave the interview to Dark Side of the Ring. She seems like she wants to move on, uh, very much so. So I don't think this turns into, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, and, and it's, you know, it's a hard comparison, but it's the one that's most relevant in today's culture. I don't think this turns into a Bill Cosby situation, where all of a sudden he's dragged into court and, and does prison time, as we saw. I don't think that happens to, to Nate, and you can we can take turns wondering if that's good or bad. We're not going there. Um, but do you think, McCarthy, that 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 Flair goes through essentially a, what Hogan went through, where for a period of about three years there, Hogan and, and the business as a whole was persona non grata. WWE wanted nothing to do with him, and, and no one else does now. But at least he is welcome back and in the WWE home, and, and that's where he works. And that's, you know, for better or worse, that's where he is. Uh, do you think he goes through a lengthy period of of no one wants anything to do with Ric Flair? Or, and then what do you think of AEW? Will they take a chance on him still? Uh, what's Ric Flair's immediate future, meaning over the next year or so?
1: Um, I'll be honest, I think he does go through a period where no one's going to want to touch him with a 10-foot pole. And I don't think Tony Khan ever can. Look, racism is terrible. This is worse. So I'll be the first one to say, if Tony Khan lets Ric Flair into AEW, he's being very hypocritical. I've never come out and said that about his stance on Hulk Hogan. This is worse than racism. Racism is terrible. Don't get me wrong. This is worse. So he will. I don't think he'll ever grace our televisions on AEW, and he'll at least three years he won't be on anybody's television screens. I mean, those car shield commercials got pulled quick, and that's affecting everybody's money because what? LA Knights in that pretty people. Pretty Peter Avalon is in those commercials. That's hurting their pocket, so they're probably pretty upset about it. But no one's touching Ric Flair right now.
0: And yet, it won Aider last night on Raw. I was like, those liars. <laughs> 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 I was like, well, they they must have saw Nature well, station They, where,
1: where they really? probably have to um, complete their contractual <laughs> obligations when it comes to being in a spot on the TV show. So once those are done, we probably won't see those commercials either because I saw those commercials before I even watched this episode and I didn't watch it until like Friday night.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, look, uh, if if he goes through, uh, say a three-year period of not being around the business at all, I got to be honest with you and I, and I know that this isn't going to matter to some and I respect that after what's been alleged, but he's not going to make it. He won't make it. That's that's my biggest worry, and and, it's, and I and I want to promise you people, if it happened, it's disgusting. But I am not in the business of of well, I can't show any compassion towards that individual because I got news, folks. We've said it sometimes jokingly as a point to make a point on this show. But if Mike Tyson can be welcomed back into the public world after being a convicted rapist and and owning up to that, uh, whatever did or did not happen, Ric Flair can recover from on some level. He will never probably be mainstream again. We're not going to see him in these Sabre hummus commercials of the Super Bowl next year. But my concern, and maybe it's hero worship getting the better of me, and if it is, I do apologize but my concern, just because I've studied this man a long time, if he has three years of doing what Hulk Hogan did, which was live in pretty much exile as far as being a relevant figure, Hogan's better adjusted now. Flair's not. I think Flair's gonna drink himself to death. Uh, you know, I don't know if he has. Enough, I don't know if he has three years of doing nothing because Flair is so caught up, I think worse than Hogan, in being Rick Flair, he lives by that. That's how he gets out of bed. Well, I've watched the 30, the 30 for 30 several times over the years, and I remember him saying that Richard Flair is just a person that failed. Uh, he's a person that flunked out of college. He's nobody. Now granted, he might be different mentally than he was 40 years ago, but is it really is there any way that anyone touches him anytime in the next six months? Because McCarthy, what do you think? Can Rick Flair knowing what we know about him? Can he survive three years without being anybody, being Ric Flair in any form? I don't know.
1: I mean, I'll be honest; like, I'm cl- glad you brought up the fact that yes, what he did or didn't do is egregious and terrible and shouldn't be stood for. I worry about him more than Hulk Hogan. He, may have, after all this happened, he very well could have fallen off the wagon already, and 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 we we cannot lose sight of that. Yes, what he did or didn't do is absolutely appalling and never should have happened, and it's despicable. But here's the thing: like, he's a person. We we have to move away from canceling everybody forever. What hap- what did happen to second chances in this country? Now, when I say that, you're allowed, you're not you have to make amends for it. Maybe he needs to be in the public eye and take a stand against this type of behavior. But this is one of those things that is going to cause that at a proven track record of people that deal with substance abuse. This is one of those things that could lead. I don't want to say this to the death of Ric Flair. Because if he's stuck at home doing nothing, all he's going to have to do is drink. That's bad news. That's bad news for everybody. Nobody wants him to go out like that, regardless of what happened.
0: Uh, Mr. Knapper, what are your thoughts on this discussion? Do you think it's going to be one of those exile periods for three years as it was for Hogan from the WWE? And if so, can Ric Flair survive that? I,
2: I hope it's not. I really do. Uh, like you guys said he will not survive if that is the case and like Jason brings up a good point of you know the one thing that we need to start doing a little bit better in this country in this world I'll say world in general is be a little bit more on the second chance wagon than we have been at times um that being said, does does he deserve every bit of chastising and uh, ridicule that he gets for this, if this is in fact true? Absolutely. He deserves to be ripped to shreds if that is the case. Um, But McCarthy brings up a good point in being that Ric Flair is still a human being and at this point in his life a very... Aged, fragile human being. Like, this isn't some guy that, you know, is 20, 30 years old and did something really, really stupid and should, you know, is gonna, is not gonna probably worry that much or is, can handle being ridiculed and be, handle being torn apart from the public standpoint. Or in general, if, you know, if it came down to an arrest or something, can more or less handle that. Ric Flair is not that person. Ric Flair is very old. He is very fragile. The man has cheated death, what, three times, two times? He's already been through hell at this point. Um, and so to have to handle an exile like that I agree. I, I don't think he would make it mentally. I think he would end up drinking himself to death and you know, like McCarthy said as much as you want to demonize the act I I, I know for me specifically I, I have a hard time want, wishing death upon these people which I, I've seen a lot of people do over the course of the years Or wishing harm against people like this, even though the the crime may fit it, the act may fit it. Like I can understand people feeling that way about things like this, but I, for me personally, I have a hard time with that. I I don't think it's justified, and I don't think it makes me any better of a person. And so, yeah, I'm I look at this and I think that Ric Flair should be punished if it is in fact true, but at the same time. I have to look at Ric Flair as a person and realize that he very well could end up killing himself if he has to go through the kind of punishment that uh, Hulk Hogan went through.
1: <laughs> and look, I'll 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 kind of piggyback off of that, like so, because you brought up the NFL players earlier. We have we we still have NFL players that beat their wives. They're out of the league for eight months, and a team brings them back, and the fans don't even bat an eye. But Ric Flair did something – what? I've been out of school almost 20 years, and you – like, I don't know what's been said about him on Twitter. I'll be honest. I use social media to promote us and Bruiser Nation Productions. I don't use it for anything else. So I don't scan the Twitterverse to find awful things that people do, like some people that don't have lives in this country. However, he, he does need to face some kind of punishment for this. Cause he wasn't punished when it happened. Um but we have to remember that he's a person. And if you're one of those people that, you know, have forgiven nfl players for things that are just as egregious or nba players that are just as egregious or mlb players that is just as egregious do i need to keep going then you need to eventually forgive rick flair can he be forgiven right now no there is a lot of work to be done even if it's just the helicopter thing that happened even if it was just that there's a lot of work to be done and he needs to get ahead of this And because he already said the helicopter thing was true, he apologized for it, but he needs to use his influence. He has bigger influence than almost anyone as a professional athlete aside from maybe Hulk Hogan a few years ago that anyone has because he is a multi-generational star. There are people 20 years older than me that know who Ric Flair is. So I think the best way to do this is to get out there and start making a stand against this type of behavior because we've seen the Me Too movement. We've seen all of this, and it still hasn't stopped because we don't have anyone that's done something like this that – has a big enough platform available to put a stop to this stuff? Because this is nothing new. Men have been doing this dumbass shit for decades, and we're I, we're all tired of it. And I think if if Ric Flair just comes, he doesn't have to admit doing anything. It's it it is what it is. Ric Flair needs to be a voice for the victims. Because at some point, you have to realize he was a raging alcoholic here. Does it make it any better? No. But he was a raging alcoholic 20 years ago. He was a raging alcoholic 10 years ago.
0: He was a raging alcoholic five years ago.
1: That's fair. So I'm sure Ric Flair is not watching this program right now. But that would be my advice to Ric Flair. Man, get ahead of this. Hop on the side of the victims and support the victims. And I think that eventually, I don't know if everything will be forgiven, but he's not going to be person non grata forever if he stands with the victims. That's, that's what we don't see. He's already admitted to the helicopter thing, so he already has a platform. To stand with the victims. And I think that's what he should do. Not only to save face and as a PR stunt, but damn it, because it's the right thing to do. Well,
0: it is the right thing to do, but the, the complicated thing with it, again, right thing to do. But the moment he's ever brought back from whether that's six months from now, six years from now, whenever that may be, he's not coming back to be somebody that he's not. He's, you know, they're going to play off of the you know, limousine riding, jet flying, kiss, Dylan Willing, Dylan son of a gun. He is too ingrained, in my opinion, as that womanizer to, I don't know, bring himself to do that. And then plus, because he's so ingrained that publicly, even if he does that, everyone, including probably myself, would go, well, it's a complete crock because he because, again, I'm not making light of anything. But him stripping down naked and wearing a robe was, made, was, was fodder for entertainment from ESPN four years ago for his, his 30 for 30. I can show you the clip. It's making its way around Twitter.
1: Well, I mean, let's be honest. Who's read his book? I read his book. I read his book. What did his, what did his first wife say? What did his first wife say? There was a time where she came home with a friend of hers. It was Ric Flair and Terry, Terry Funk, I believe. And Ric Flair was wearing nothing but the world championship. That mm-hmm. type of behavior from Ric Flair is nothing new. And if you're shocked and appalled and, oh my God, I can't believe Ric Flair would open up his robe and do all these things, then you haven't been paying attention and you're hopping on the crucifixion bandwagon.
0: So I I just don't think he can do that sort of PR because where Hogan can get away with some sort of PR like that towards the people that he offended in terms of African-Americans, because his gimmick is the all around good guy and, and standing up for what is right. Ric Flair's gimmick. And they both pretty much have become that is he's a, you know, he's a hell of an athlete, but he's a, but he's a loser. And it's, you know, it's, Biggest house on the biggest side of town. And uh, I don't, I just don't know. Um, but my hope, what I I said this uh, privately to, to Peyton, I said, if it happened, that's disgusting. It's sickening. And he needs to live with that for the rest of his life. And I said, however, and, you know, that it's no, not excusable, but we need, and he needs to. I think the NWA is the best platform at this possible moment for him probably any time ever because you're right. There is a difference between racism and sexual assault Uh, because he is so ingrained in that brand, sort of like Hulk Hogan is WWE. They can't ignore the fact that he existed and they just essentially sold a pay-per-view on him with NWA 73. He's why I bought it. If you go look at their website right now, there's a picture of him shaking Trevor Murdoch's hand uh, in the middle of the NWA ring, I think that is where he his best hope is to land at some point here in the next four, five, six months. Uh, and that's putting it mildly probably. And I think that's the best he may ever get because there's a stigma that Hogan has to live with, and now whether it happened or not, there's a stigma that Ric Flair is going to have, have to li- live with. And people say that's not enough, and I respect that. Again, I, I'm, not, I'm not a woman, and I've never been sexually assaulted. Again, not implying that men can't be. They certainly can. Uh, but the power of the mind is so powerful. Uh, Rick Flair is somebody that has battled anxiety throughout his entire career. And, if he, and since he'll have to live with this stigma for the rest of his life, which may or may not be that long of a time, that's pretty powerful because Ric Flair, Ric Flair is obsessed with adoration in the highest way possible. And so if he's got to go through an airport and feel uncomfortable, I know that in modern times, as far as what justice is, that's not it. And I respect that. But on some level, that is it for someone that puts that high of being that person uh, top tier in their life. Mr. Napper. I know you've been a little quiet. Uh, you know, we're we're gonna get to Dreamers comments in just a moment, but what do you think the best case scenario is for Flair as far as his future goes? Uh, is there a time in the next six months to a year that he can land on his feet somewhere? If so, where?
2: I gotta unmute myself first. I, I think your answer is probably the best answer, and that's the NWA. I think is the best course of action for him um, because you know that that's the original family for him. And his his original home, so I feel like it's the best place for him to go. Um, and, and you know, it's like it's where he gained most of his notoriety, and so I think that's that's a good place to land if you're him. Um, I could see it being a couple months. I'd say six to a year is is warranted. Maybe a year. Um, my biggest thing is if that is the case. I just hope, you know, we had this discussion two weeks ago with the unfortunate passing of Daphne. And, you know, like like I said before, I understand some people's feelings and opinions when it comes to people that commit acts like this and how they just want nothing but for them to cease to exist. Me personally looking at the human being that is Ric Flair, all transgressions aside, I I don't want to hear of his passing. Uh, not anytime soon. And so I just hope that if he is going to have to go through some kind of punishment for this, and rightfully so if it is in fact true, and again, we can't stress this enough, we're going strictly off what we know and strictly off what we saw in the episode. We have no facts. We have no proof. But at the same time, my point being, hopefully if that is the case and he does have to go through some kind of punishment, somebody keeps an eye on Ric Flair and at least keeps him alive enough to where he can make it through this if he's going to have to go through it. Because, again, I don't want to hear of the passing of Ric Flair anytime in the next year. Uh, before we move on, I do want to read some comments really quick. Uh, a couple from Big Stevie C, actually. Uh, he said, "I am the biggest Flair fan I know. While there is a plethora of stories corroborating that he isn't the type of man to stoop to that level, it only takes one time to commit a heinous act. One time is one too many. Nothing will excuse the fact that he assaulted a woman do- just doing her job." He also said, "My biggest ish- issue is the incels and trolls trying to victim shame Miss Doyle because she has a prior record. Like she deserved to be assaulted." That one in specifically I definitely want to address because I also have that same problem and I've seen quite a few people in some of the comics. Uh, if you are ever acting... like it, This is what drives me nuts about sexual harassment cases. If you at any point make it seem like the person that either was sexually assaulted or allegedly was sexually assaulted, whatever the case is... If you ever make it seem like they deserved it, uh, I have a couple different thoughts. I can't really probably say on the air, but the biggest being is, I don't want you to kill yourself, but jump off a bridge. Hopefully you land, and you land safely and okay, maybe a couple broken legs, couple broken limbs, but please, by all means, dear God, jump off a bridge.
1: I'll be honest uh, not to interrupt you Travis I have a couple of questions about some of these comments that are in in the chat right now Uh, specifically to Adam Des Moines why did Conrad let this air when he gets advanced screenings Conrad Thompson doesn't run Vice TV and then the other one you're not seeing the obvious flair set up by Tony Khan once again Tony Khan doesn't run Vice TV it's a Canadian network can we do homework before we make these comments that make no sense? Because Tony Khan hates Ric Flair. He's come out and said it. Now someone's going to take that clip and misconstrue it and act like I know Tony Khan personally. But I'm just asking, Like, where where is this Adam Des Moines getting his information?
2: Here's the other reason. Like, even if that was the case, you want to know why he screened it and probably still aired it? Because it gets TV ratings and at the bo- end of the day, that's all we care about.
1: Well, uh, let's be honest. I've, seen, I've seen, stuff seen stuff like people are like, how can you support a show that makes everybody look terrible? Because it's the truth and we deserve to hear it no how, no matter how terrible it is. There's this show called Dark Side of Football on the same network mm. that does the same thing. There's nothing wrong with telling us the terrible things that have happened to people and have been done by people. This country is built on that. How many podcasts out there talk about the terrible serial killers that are in the world? How many TV shows are based on terrible serial killers in this world? that That's thats what we Americans love. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and violence. It's a proven fact.
0: Um, Yeah, I, I want to address those comments. I just now saw my, I, they weren't coming up on my phone, but I'm here on my desktop and but uh, Adam uh, Des Moines, why? Now we're would,
1: bums. Like, okay, that's cool. I mean, I appreciate you watching. I'm just asking you questions. But if we gotta be bums, that ha- have a good but, night. I mean, but, I don't, but, I don't but hate you. It. It's cool.
0: But but Adam, let's uh, let me ask this question to you, brother. Why would Tony Khan do that? When Tony Khan is like me, he idolizes Ric Flair. He respects Ric Flair. He grew up on Ric Flair. He grew up on that NWA. And he loved he put Ric Flair on his Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. Like, like, why would he what would be the motive of Tony Khan to to number one set up Ric Flair in any way, shape, or form? Why would that matter? Number two, Conrad Thompson is his son-in-law. And Conrad Thompson is the pod father. He's not Vice TV. Uh, that's that's just not accurate. Um, you know, we know Conrad, we've had Conrad on this show. Conrad loves Ric Flair and would do anything he could for him. But no, there's nothing anyone could do from stopping this to happen except for the powers that be at Vice, and Vice is going to go, yeah, we're going to air that because, uh, as the great Don Henley said, dirty laundry, my friend. Uh, Dirty laundry. Make my living off the evening news. Big Stevie C, you know I love you, and I love all your names for the not-so-good brothers. Um, But... I, it's not about excusing it. I swear to God, it's not. I, like on on my life, it's not about excusing it. It's is there and I, and anyone that's watches the show knows it. On this way, is there a path back for any transgressor? Because I'm not a canceler, and if that gets me in trouble, I'm sorry, but I, I don't believe in that. I believe that you should pay the price, and that be the court of public opinion. But this idea that you can't exist or have any level of success ever again i think is unfair and wrong and i think we're living in a a society that a bunch of people get behind a keyboard and they act like they've never done anything wrong in their life or anything horrible and no i'm not saying that you've committed sexual assault i'm saying you act like you know he without sin cast the first stone we have all made some major screw-ups and i keep that in mind maybe not to that level i hope to god not but I'm not a canceler. I'm not ever going to be, and I'll say it unequivocally right now. If it happened, it's disgusting, it's wrong, and it should be a black mark on his legacy forever. But I'm not ever going to sit here and tell you or anyone else, and I understand the consequences, and I understand how this may sound to some people, that I'm not a Ric Flair fan and I don't love Ric Flair. I do, because I can, I can, I can love what he did, and I can love what I feel he is without loving that act or without, you know, without condoning same thing with Hulk Hogan. If we can't in a society say, I have respect for this person, but I don't, as my dog wants to, to cough up a lung. Good Lord. Uh, if we as a society can't say uh, that I respect this person, but I don't condone what they did. I don't want to hear it. Because, how many people, and again, I'm not here to, to blast him or play whataboutism. That's not what it's about. How many people in this country bought Mike Tyson's return fight? Countless. Countless. And he victimized a woman in the worst way possible. And you know what? He's atoned for that. And he's owned up for it. And he's sorry. And he found religion. And he's better as a person. Nonetheless, it still happened. And he, if he deserves a second chance, and he does, then so would Ric Flair if this happened. So would anybody if this happened. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not excusing it. And I get so frustrated when people say, well, you're, you're a hypocrite if you're saying you hope he lands on his feet. Yeah, I got love for the guy. Maybe that's some hero worship. But by God, I'm saying as a society, and you guys know this about me, I'm not a believer in, well, that's it kill them forever no it's, it's not because that isn't the answer if, if the answer is we want people to be better then let's give them the opportunity to be, to be better in my view uh, Mr. Knapper uh, what do you think of Mr. demore's comments and don't you agree that I'm pretty consistent on the fact that everyone deserves a path back I've even floated and said on this show and then I'll let you have the floor that I think Joey Ryan deserves a path back if he ever atones for what he did I'm a believer in that as a human being. Uh, well, you know, we McCarthy and I already, for the most part, gave our thoughts on the comments.
2: Um, I guess I'm not seeing the obvious setup because I don't think there is an obvious setup because that would be stupid. Uh, and again, why did Conrad let this air? Number one, he's not in charge. And number two, they have a job to do. He's got a show to run. This was a big story. And whether or not he's a son-in-law doesn't really matter he had a job to do and it would be a disservice to the wrestling community if they didn't put this out there and they didn't tell more about this story because it's something that people have wanted to know about for a long long time uh i do love being called a bum though that's pretty cool
1: i know right i was checking out his thing man good stuff on meeting tony shivani that's awesome like i have no ill will towards adam Moy. comment what you want I'm just asking
2: questions. But like 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 you said Logan, my biggest thing too is we're trying our best to make this a fair conversation, make this a right down the middle conversation, but at the same time recognize that both these people are human beings. Both these people deserve to continue to live their lives. Um, I, I will never be one of those people like you said, you will never be one of those people that is a counselor that thinks that just because he committed this act no matter how heinous it is that I should be looking for Ric Flair to die I'm sorry, uh, no matter how heinous the act, I can't bring myself to say it Ric Flair should be dead for this I, I can't do it I, I cannot do it, because to me that makes me no better than whatever heinous act you can convict Ric Flair of doing so that's my thoughts on it. That's my thoughts on your comments uh, and the comments in general.
1: I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll make one more thing. I, I agree with Steve. Like anyone going over, you know, whether it be around Mrs. Doyle or online saying that she deserved it, you know what? You're worse than Ric Flair. No one deserves to be treated that way. We're all young. We all do dumb stuff. How did you like? So my point, like, because college is party time. Who, I didn't go to college, so I don't know what that's like. But I agree with Steve. Like, who in their right mind would say that she deserved this when she was just doing her job?
0: Yeah, I I think that's. sick. I'm not even going to talk about her record. I've seen those articles. I don't care because it's the same people. that It's the same type of thing that people try to do with George Floyd and what happened there. I don't care what their record is. It's it's, what did you get what you deserve? And the answer, if this happened, the answer is no. It's all about decency. We're not playing whataboutism. That's not what it's about. So let's move on and have another part of this conversation. Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dream Dream, the Innovator of Violence, ECW icon, got in some serious hot water for his comments on it. Um, I want to start with you, McCarthy. What do you think of Tommy Dreamer in this episode? Uh, he was suspended by Impact Wrestling indefinitely for these comments. And what do you think of these comments, and what should the what should the future hold for uh, the Innovator of Violence, Tommy Dreamer?
1: Uh... I'd have to say he'll be off for about six months, eight months. Um, Someone in wrestling will bring him back. Is it terrible that he kind of defended it and said it's Ric Flair, it's no big deal? Like, Yes, but also we do have to take in mind just like the RVD stuff. Creative editing has a lot to do with this. Tommy Dreamer did come out and apologize very quickly. Did he do it because it was right? Probably not. I mean, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he's probably trying to cover for himself, which, I mean, who's not going to? It's – when you start going down this rabbit hole, here's the problem. We're supposed to be a country of free speech. Yes, There are consequences for what you say, which is why he shouldn't be on anybody's TV for six, eight months to a year. However, once again, Tommy Dreamer cannot be canceled for this either. We've said this multiple times. This country is based on people making mistakes and turning around and making it right. We cannot hate Tommy Dreamer forever. Can we be upset that he kind of defended it and was like, eh, it's just Flair, no big deal? Sure, sure you can be upset. It's your God-given American right to be upset, what he talked about. But I feel like the Twitter warriors out there have put his comments on the same level as the accusations, and, and that's not correct. There's, there's different levels of comments accusations what comments were said because he didn't say anything terribly offensive other than to mrs. Doyle by not saying what rick flair did was wrong but he didn't was it wrong what he said for sure was it wrong to semi go meh boys will be boys sure sure it was wrong but we gotta remember he's like 50 like, can we chill for two seconds? Like, yes, he needs to be suspended. That's totally fine. If Impact never brings him back, that's their prerogative as a corporation in this country to not do that. But is it our job as the viewer to cancel Tommy Dreamer? I don't think so.
0: Let's, let's talk a little bit more here on it. I thought my thoughts on his comments were this: he could have made every single point he made in an entirely different way without sounding so dismissive and arrogant. Cause that was my major issue. He sounded so dismissive and so arrogant about it. And he could have, cause the points he made, they're not terrible points. It's that you sounded to me like a complete ass that doesn't buy the story at all and won't give Heidi Doyle, the time of day, because he is correct about, you know, why'd you take a settlement? That's a, that's a fair point, but it's not what you say. It's how you say it. And he sounded dismissive. He sounded arrogant. He sounded like this is impossible. And I also will, will keep in mind this. I don't know what the producers were asking him and how they were phrasing it, but Tommy Dreamer, especially, and I'm so surprised by this from Tommy Dreamer. I'm much more surprised by this than Tommy Dreamer than I am the allegation against Flair, because Tommy Dreamer has been considered an all-around good guy in this business for a long time. He was one of the first big-time defenders in WWE. He along with he along with he and Fit Finley, were one of the first big-time defenders of women's wrestling and telling Vince they got to get more time. They need more time. And he's been an asset at Impact. Of course, he was a lifeblood line in ECW. He's done uh, a couple run-ins for AEW. He, he's been an all-around considered good, decent human being with a bit of a problem in his head because why the hell would you put yourself through all, that all these years? But he's been another Mick Foley-type figure of, for whatever reason, he's a little deranged in the bumps he'll take, but he's a good man. So I I was stunned and surprised by this because I could not believe that Tommy Dreamer couldn't find any empathy for these these allegations that, uh, again, they, they may or may not have happened. We were not there, and we'll never frankly know. But I could not believe, and I couldn't have been more disappointed in the fact that Tommy Dreamer just dismissed this and acted like there's no way this either happened or even if it did happen, it's not a problem and I don't know if he just didn't phrase it correctly. I don't know what it was, but he could have made every point he made much more delicately and much more respectful to, frankly, both parties. Because the way he talks, uh, that's a lack of respect for Flair in a way. Because I'm sorry, I don't think Rick Flair would think it's okay to just do whatever you want. Like, that's not that's not a proper defense. That's not, that's so wrong. Now, I want to ask you boys this. I'll start with you, Napper. Uh, do you think that Impact will ever bring back Tommy Dreamer? Or is this suspension a suspension until they can find the time to fire him? And are you like me and thinking it's not what he said, but it's how he said it?
2: Uh, I'll start off with the Impact thing. I do think they end up bringing him back. I think it's going to be, like McCarthy said, maybe six to eight months. I would say maybe three to six, I think, is is a good range for him. Um, because I'm kind of going off the Sammy, the Sammy Guevara stuff. Like, it's not what you did. It's what, it's what you said in this particular case. Um, and Sammy got pretty heavily suspended for that one. I think, what, six months, three months, so to speak for that. So I think that's, that's probably the barometer that I would use in this particular case. Um... I was a little surprised with Tommy Dreamer and the way that he said these things and the way that he came across um and the way that he did he did he just seemed to uh, he seemed to just bl- dust over this and blow it over and really kind of just dismiss it uh, That was the word I was trying to think of uh but I, I do want to say I think it's not the way that he said it for me. It's the it's the tone that he used, and if you've you brought up all the stuff that he's done recently, one thing that he's also done recently that you, haven't, you didn't bring up is he does a podcast, and I, I've referenced this podcast quite a bit on this show just because I enjoy it. I use it a little bit sometimes just to get a different perspective on things when it comes to wrestling and kind of try to become a better you know a better person on this show as well, and that's busted open. Uh, he's a regular on Busted Open. He does that show a lot with Bully Ray and Mark Henry uh, and their their main host, Dave LaGreca. Uh, and if you listen to that podcast, it, it, I think that kind of alludes a little bit to why Tommy Jr. came across this way. His tone, for whatever reason, over the last probably five years has gotten very mellow, very low, very almost non Like He has no emotion, really, in half the stuff that he says. Like He'll make jokes and they're funny, but it's kind of a dry humor kind of thing. I really get the impression that this was one of those instances where Tommy's kind of being a little bit of a jokester, maybe being a little bit of a jackass. He was kind of being a little bit jokey, a little bit funny. If you've listened to a lot of the recent episodes with him on Busted Open... He really comes across as that kind of jokester guy that cares, but at the same time is going to just make jokes and just kind of have fun with it and not really care what really comes out of it. That's what I feel like happened in this particular situation. It's not necessarily what he said, even though I do agree that he was very dismissive of the entire situation. But it's the tone he uses when he talks anymore that just sounds very low, not really caring what's going on, and just kind of like, "Oh, you really have no emotion on this at all, do you?"
0: Um, uh, Big D V C says Adam Dewar went to the Dave Meltzer School of Wrestling Journalism. Uh, we love you, Uncle Dave. We love uh. you. Um, Uh, we love you, Big Stevie C, that we sure do. Make sure to watch Heal and Face Wrestling Podcast each and every Sunday, 5 p.m. I tuned in this week, a little late. Matter of fact, I was watching it about 2 in the morning. I was watching the soldier sounds of Big Stevie C at 2 in the morning. And, uh, look, like I said, Dreamer was dismissive and arrogant about it, but, but, uh, we've said this before on this show, and uh, I do apologize for all the noise my dog is making, I can't help that. Um, I just you know I can't like beat her for it. So what are you gonna do? But we've said this before: the, Tommy Dreamer and Ric Flair, for that matter, having a job in the future at any company at any level isn't up to us. Tommy Dreamer and Ric Flair may should maybe have to answer to some women of these rosters, the women of the NWA roster for for Nature, and the women of Impact for for Tommy Dreamer or maybe maybe Ric Flair as well. Maybe that's a place he could land uh, after some time. But the women and the the, the, the people that are objectified and, and maybe if there's some men on the roster that have been through this sort of thing, they should have conversations with Nate and Tommy Dreamer and and if they can and get the trust of those individuals, it's not for us to say they can never work again because we ain't been through it. And uh, that's that's what I think. I think if Dreamer is welcomed back by the Knockouts roster, for the you know. Uh, I'm sure not everybody, but I say if the majority was like, all right, fine, then, okay, it is what it is. Well, um, Ric Flair's merch and uh, his merch was pulled off WWE Shop and he was taken out of the out of the intro. You know, how far should this thing go? Uh, should Pro Wrestling Tees pull the store of Ric Flair and Tommy Dreamer here, uh, Napper? I,
2: I think for now it's probably the best thing to do. Okay. Uh, i know they probably would love not to because they know no matter what they're probably still going to make some money off those stores but i think if they're smart the nice the smart thing to do would be to take them down for a couple a couple months maybe at least until we see both these guys maybe get a little bit of repentance and uh some forgiveness back in the limelight uh but uh I think, especially with like WWE and AEW, they're they're more inclined to probably do that in Impact as well. More inclined to do that. Um, Pro Wrestling Tees, I could see them maybe trying to put keep them up, and right, you know, that's their prerogative. They have no real connection to either of these men to really, to really justify taking them off, Uh, and to be honest i don't think keeping them on there is going to really hurt their brand more than it would a a public company like wwe or AEW or impact wrestling where it's a product of a television show more than it is like a, a, a t-shirt company if people don't want to buy Ric flair's merch they're just not going to buy Ric flair's merch but the people that want to buy his merch they're still going to be able to um uh, and maybe WWE and Impact could still do that, but I, I think the image for them is a little bit more detrimental than it is for, like, a pro wrestling tee. So I could see them maybe keeping them around.
0: What well, what say you, McCarthy? Uh, does, you know, like I said, WWE Shop uh, pulled Ric Flair's merch up at some point yesterday. He was removed from the intro. Uh, the intro video, his woo was replaced by The Rock. That's a slap in my face. Uh and uh, so, should Pro Wrestling Tees follow suit? Do we need to shut down Ric Flair and Tommy Dreamer stores here? Or, because they have pulled stores in the past. It's rare, but Joey Ryan's store was pulled. Uh, do you know? Should Pro Wrestling Tees or somebody of that nature also cut ties with those two gentlemen for now?
1: <sighs> That's such a hard question. Um,
0: That's why I asked, and I said we were going to talk everything, and we will
1: because. You know, this country's kind of built on free enterprise. You know, pro wrestling tees might print the shirts. But they're just trying to make money. They don't employ Ric Flair. They don't employ Tommy Dreamer. Should they pull it for a couple months? Probably. Should they pull it forever? No, I don't think that's right. Because at the end of the day... They have a right to make money unless they're imprisoned. It's just call a spade a spade. Tommy Dreamer's comments weren't the best, made him look terrible, and made him look like he has no empathy. The accusations against Ric Flair, we've gone in nauseam how egregious and horrible and disgusting and terrible these things are. But until either one of these dudes, which is highly doubtful, would be behind bars, I don't think Pro Wrestling Tees would have a problem keeping their merch on there because we're a free enterprise system unless you're in jail. I don't think that they should be pulled forever, but it'd probably be a good idea to distance yourself for a minute from this situation that all us wrestling fans and you know, the only time the media pays attention to wrestling is WrestleMania when something terrible happens. So that's my stance on it. Pull it for a couple months, but I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right forever, because like I said, free enterprise in this country.
0: I don't I don't think they should pull it at all. Look, if somebody wants to buy uh Nature Boy stuff, you know, that's that's their right. Um you know, I, I don't I don't know when or if I'll buy more Nature Boy stuff. We'll see when that time comes. Lord knows I have a ton of it already that I'm gonna have to put away for a little while. Uh, and and I I think that if somebody wants to buy, it, that's their right. You can say that's not right. You know, might not be cl- correct, but that's their right. Uh, you know, hell, Alex Jones is still making merch in this world, so I think. I think Ric Flair and Tommy Dreamer can go ahead and have a few T-shirts if they so desire. I just thought it was interesting because I've seen people talk about they should – pro wrestling T-shirt follow WWE suit. All right, a few more comments on this plane ride, then we'll talk some wrestling. Scott Hall and Brock Lesnar were also accused of, of sexual misconduct. Uh, Scott Hall was accused of essentially licking Heidi Doyle, uh, whatever. The, like he grabbed her. Uh, he, and Scott Hall says he has no recollection of this flight whatsoever. His theory is maybe he got H-bombed. He has no recollection getting there, any of that, doing all that. Um, Scott Hall, of course, still works for the WWE on a Legends deal. You can find NWO merch featuring him right now on that website. And now, don't get me wrong, it is not nearly as egregious as what Flair has been accused of, but Scott Hall did... She, he, was, she, he was listed in the original suit as well. And if anything, I, and I don't want to speak for Miss Doyle, but she seemed pretty shooken up by that incident as well, almost on an equal footing A, a flair based on how she came off in the episode. I want to stress that. I don't know it. Talk about how she came off in the episode because he grabbed her, I guess, kind of by the chest and, and did whatever the hell he did. And Brock Lesnar uh, got exposed for – um, exposing himself, not on the plane right from hell, but right around it uh, to Terry Runnels. Um, now, what about Scott Hall? Should he be pulled from WB's shop for now? Should he have his, you know, should, what? Because Scott Hall was fired back then, uh, but I, due to his addiction issues, I believe. Um, but it, should WB address Scott Hall again in any way, shape, or form, McCarthy?
1: I mean, they probably should, but now we're going down a road that we know that's not going to happen because we brought up Brock Lesnar. Like, Scott Hall's merch might get pulled, but like I said, the media only pays attention when something terrible happens. They have completely glossed over everything else. All of the terrible bullshit that happened on this flight, like I said, is what Ric Flair did or did not do absolutely apprehensible and nearly unforgivable unless he shows effort in supporting victims of this type of, I mean, I'm just saying violence. It's a violence. If you trap somebody, that's, almost, that's kidnapping. Just like Scott Hall, you grab someone and hold on to them. That's pretty damn near kidnapping. Only difference is you didn't throw them in a truck. But, we have to be honest here. There's a lot of things that happened on that flight that the media has completely glossed over and only focused on Ric Flair. Everyone on this flight needs to be held accountable for what they did. Every single person, other than Rob Van Dam, unless something comes out that happened on the flight that he did. Because like I said at the beginning of this show, he is the only male on that flight other than jr that didn't come off terrible everyone else com- came off like a bunch of freaking fifth graders
0: no doubt about it uh, mr napper what say you uh, should they address scott hall in any way shape or form what should they address brock Lesnar? i think they
2: should address brock i have a hard time saying they should address scott hall only for the simple reason that if it is true that he was h bombed that's where I, I feel like it muddies the waters a little bit because if he was drugged to the point that he has no idea what the hell he was doing, that's an issue. Does it make it any better what he technically did in his drunken state or, you know, drugged up state? No. Um, and he was fired for it. And I think that's punishment enough in itself when the event actually happened. But given that he was potentially in a very drugged up state... I have a hard time saying he should face repercussions for that because it's not within his own realm of what he perceived he would do or was doing and so on and so forth. He had no recollection of what he was doing. Uh, Brock Lesnar, I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, it was a rib. It was a rib. Like, no, that, that doesn't matter it shouldn't matter and Brock Lesnar should face punishment for that because as we've said with the Ric Flair thing the fact that you exposed yourself like that to somebody that was not you know not wanting it that that's a bad thing you should not you should not do that so yes he should face some sort of repercussions for that um but with Scott Hall, I have a hard time because that particular story is a little bit muddy just because of the potential that he was potentially drugged. Uh, I mean, you could say the same thing about Rick, the fact that they went through three, three freaking liquor carts, but I also feel like that was more just Rick being Rick, uh, and I'm pretty sure even in that kind of state, Rick still has a little bit of an idea of what he's maybe doing. Uh, being that he's a raging mm-hmm. alcoholic, uh, so uh, yeah, it's a little bit tougher anyway. with me with Rick than it is with Scott Hall. Granted, Scott Hall had his demons as well, but he, being drugged and being drunk still have a little bit of a difference.
0: All right, now let's talk. Uh, let's talk Dustin Rhodes. Uh, he was made out to be a very sympathetic figure during this dark side of the ring. But in the original lawsuit, and I can I, I, w- I can show you guys the documents, he was listed as being accused of sexual assault to another stewardess. He grabbed, uh, allegedly, grabbed one by the breast and uh, uh, said a very derogatory uh, statement to her in terms of what they were going to do. Uh, and it sounded like with or without her consent. Um were you surprised at how sympathetic they made Dustin in this Dark Side of the Ring? And should what should Tony Khan do, if anything? Mr. McCarthy, I'll start with you.
1: I... Oh, man. Probably got to let him go, man. You almost have to. Like... Like... Props to what Dustin's been able to do physically in these past few years of wrestling. But it's kind of that Hulk Hogan thing again. If you're going to take your stance on Hulk Hogan, and I've said it once already, racism is terrible. Uh, this is worse. So kind of got a nip it in the bud, like real quick.
0: Is that despite the fact that it wasn't addressed during the Dark Side of the Ring? It wasn't talked about at all.
1: <laughs> that's another problem with the editing. Maybe they should have talked about it. But if there but but that's also the, the double-edged sword of that, because there was a settlement, so yeah, we can see some of the documents, but we can't see everything. That's kind of how settlements work. Mm-hmm. You know, they had non-disclosure agreements and everything else. I, he should probably just go ahead and suspend him too, like, like Impact did with Tommy Dreamer. Like Just 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 suspend him for a while because I don't and, – and that's the other problem. The media sh- has glossed over that. They're, they're not doing homework. They're not checking everything. We don't have the connections to check everything. We can only do so much from our laptops with no connections in media other than Adam Dell. (laughs) But the media can, and they're refusing not to because the sensational story is the terrible things that Ric Flair did. Mm
0: -hmm. It's because he's Ric Flair. Yeah, It's because he sells.
1: So Um. that's my thing. I mean I think from a PR standpoint, you got to suspend him and – Knowing Tony Khan, he probably knows people that can get a hold of these documents and then make an actual decision. He should probably do what they did with Sammy and every other dude that's in AEW that does dumb ass shit. Sensitivity training, whatever they have to do to come back, he should probably get suspended and go through that and we'll see where it falls. I think that's the smartest way from a PR standpoint, to play this.
0: What about you, Mr. Navarro? What should they do with Dustin Rhodes? Again, this was not addressed at all during the Dark Shothering episode, but in the original lawsuit, he was accused of sexual assault, uh, or at the very least sexual misconduct, when he grabbed a woman by the breast and and said a very inappropriate term to her, and then started to grind on her, according to the, the court documents. Uh, Mr. Napper, what do you think Tony Khan should do with Dustin Rhodes if any sanction?
2: I have a hard time saying he should be fired. Uh, I I understand that his particular actions are just as bad, if not maybe even a little bit worse than what Ric Flair did. Uh, But the other thing that we haven't really touched on that kind of goes hand in hand with the story is granted it's an incredibly heinous act It's also been a long time, Um, and the problem that I do sometimes have with some of these is punishing someone heavily for something that they did twenty some years ago.
1: I mean that that's fair. There is something that you know the federal government approves of a statute of limitations for some of these actions. So I think, as a country, as, as citizens of this country, we have to look at that too. Is it right that there's a statute of limitations on some of these things? No, but that's the world that we let our elected officials decide on. So, what well, you, I, you know, do? it's
2: especially kind of difficult, especially with some of these people because, you know, with wrestlers, we we've watched these people over the course of the you know our lifetimes and seeing both out the ring and in the ring what kind of people they've more or less become. Now, we can never fully know the kind of person that a Ric Flair is, even though he's very openly about what kind of person he is, or a Tommy Dreamer, or a Dustin Rhodes. But, at the same time, we have a general idea, at least we think we do, of what kind of person these people have become. And so, it is kind of hard to say that he should be flat out fired for what happened, on this plane ride because of the person that he's become. And, you know, he's, he also has kind of paid a little bit for some of his sins of the past and has had to deal with his own demons. And that doesn't make it any better. It doesn't justify what he did, but, you know, you do kind of have that element where you, you want them to be punished, but given that it's been so long, it is kind of rough to say how deep they should be punished because, for all we know, like Logan said, with Rick, you know he's very fragile in his mental state. I don't know what kind of mental state Dustin is is in. I'm sure he's in a pretty good place for the most part, given that he's in AEW with his brother now. But we don't know what kind of mental capacity they've been in over the last couple of years, you know, the last twenty years, when it comes to events like this, and what kind of emotional and mental trauma they're dealing with, but. I I still think that he should obviously be punished, and I think an indefinite suspension is warranting enough of that.
0: Uh, I got to agree, but what say you in the comments, folks? What do you think should happen to Ric Flair, Tommy Dreamer, Dustin Rhodes, Brock Lesnar, and anybody else that was on this plane ride from hell, and, and in fact was that? Is there anything else? regarding this plane ride that I hope we never, ever talk about ever, ever again. Is there anything else that you want to touch on, discuss, because a lot happened? I'll leave it to you. McCarthy, anything you want to talk about?
1: Uh, You know, I'm just going to go ahead and, um, you know, say that the media needs to do a better job. And you know what? Social justice warriors on the Internet need to do a better job, too. Because, like I've said multiple times, what Ric Flair did or did not do is egregious, terrible, should never have happened to that young lady. Well, when she was a young lady, now she's a little bit older. Um, But I feel like everything else that happened is being glossed over. For the huge headline that is Ric Flair sexually assaulted a stewardess in 2002. I think that... As terrible as those actions were, as well as Scott Halls and Dustin Rhodes, I, I think, and, you know, from what we heard from Tari Runnels about Brock Lesnar, I think one of the bigger issues is that, um, and I said it earlier, Brock Lesnar and Kurt Henning almost killed everyone, and it's glossed over. That's huge. That's just as bad, if not worse. You got two dudes that are huge as hell fighting on an airplane. Hanging it against the fuselage. And you know, they might not have been able to open the door because of the air pressure, but they could have broke one of those windows, and then everyone's dead. And I think that's getting glossed over because you know, 15 years ago, the things that Ric Flair did 15, 20 years ago and before that. People would say, oh, boys would be boys and forget about it. Well, we're still in the day and age where two big buff dudes fighting each other is boys will be boys. And I don't think that's right either.
0: I I agree with you. It's something that's not talked about, although I will say this. I'm not sure Brock Lesnar would have cared if that whole plane went down given how he likes people. Uh, (laughs) um,
1: I mean, he likes him. He likes himself.
0: Oh, we don't know that. We have the only person I know he likes Paul's is, on uh, that flighty.
1: Uh, he's <laughs> got to like his wife. They got a couple of kids.
0: I mean, Sable's not that likable. <laughs> Says but, you.
1: But as he, a, as but, a guy that was a high schooler in the attitude era, same. I have to
0: disagree. <laughs> likeable and attractive is two different things, my boy. Uh, anywho. I don't know, sometimes I get those two things misconstrued. A lot of people do. Uh, Mr. Napper, anything you want to touch on before we move on and actually talk some in-ring No, wrestling? God,
2: please, no. Can we just move on?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <got> <laughs> um, Yes, please. <laughs> so we will, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break, plug some merch. When we come back, we're going to talk NXT 2.0, and look, ladies and gentlemen, It is the way it is. If this happened, it's heinous. It's wrong. It should never be excused. But I would not be me if I didn't tell you that when and if Ric Flair makes news again in this industry, we will cover it, for better or worse. Uh, That's just who I am, and I don't run this show, but I do have a strong say in this thing. And as long as I exist, I'm going to care about what Ric Flair does. It doesn't make what he did or did not do okay. But if he lands on his feet, we will cover it. Uh, and luckily, these gentlemen respect me enough to allow that. All right. So with that, we're gonna plug some merch. I'm going to let my dog out of someplace. We'll be right back. This is to the Turnbuckle on Heel Turn Wrestling, presented by Bruiser Nation Productions and
2: Merch.